Echoes from God's Word on Echoes of Holiness Radio. See you here. We're glad for the good reports and glad to see the count meeting and the progress that's been made uh, toward having a good place to come and worship where the Word of God can have liberty and free course and free right away. And since we're begotten by the gospel, I'm glad that uh, there's places that we can go and feel that liberty and that freedom to just hear the good word of God. Brother Paul, he shall not be the whole of God. I was hearing that conversation inside asking mighty state somebody asking why didn't say him and some season and somebody asking why didn't say other band or the other group organization said that it offered better opportunities. But to me this morning, I'd like to say that I don't see any better opportunities but just stay with holiness. I love holiness if I know my heart. I love holiness. I'm glad for the Word of God. And we cannot put a strings and a bind on the Word of God and be blessed and have the liberty and the freedom and the joy in our heart and soul. I desire the Lord would help us. I felt just a little nervous this morning and I was just a little soul. I desire the Lord would help us. I felt just a little nervous this morning and I was just a little uh, afraid maybe it looked like I was going to be called on. And I thought, Lord... Surely not, but uh, I realize I'm speaking to leaders, generals, I guess you might say, and uh, privates, and I guess sergeants, and laborers, and workers, and burden bearers, and people that's got a vision and a burden to work for God, and I feel like that I wouldn't have maybe all that much to say to try to give counsel and advice and instructions, but... uh, I believe that still today instructions and good advice and counsel that we must have and we must continue to do so to give warning and to give counsel and advice that is wholesome, that is sound, that is firm. Uh, thank God that is steadfast and unblameable, uh, the good word of God. You pray uh, for me that we could uh, maybe say something that would be edifying and a help in this meeting. This meeting is important. I realize just beginning in the camp meeting that uh, maybe uh, with not as many people here and we get the feeling sometime like, well, maybe just a preaching to a very few, but all of my life pretty well I've been used to preaching to just few here and there and different places, never not no real uh, big crowd. So uh, the crowd shouldn't really uh, make us nervous, but I'll admit that all, after all these years I still get just a little nervous sometimes, so you bear with us, the Lord, to help us for a little while, and if we don't feel that unction from above, and he don't loosen our tongue and give us the words to say, I found out that it won't amount to very much from what I have to say, but I, I get the feeling sometime when the good anointing comes down and the Spirit of God begins to move, uh, if I could get people to enjoy it and feeling as good about it as I do get trying to talk about it. I believe we'd have some real good times together. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. We might just read the 7th verse, 11th chapter. Most all you Bible scholars can quote the whole chapter, suppose, pretty well by heart. But I'd like to read one verse here. The 7th verse of the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Said by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen. As yet, move with fear, prepare an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Here the Lord was moved on Noah, and he gave him a warning to prepare the ark. And he moved with fear. We're living in an hour and a day, as you know, that look like in general with our nation as a whole, that they no longer seem to really fear God. But the fear of God in general, I'm not just speaking of the church this morning, but our nation as a whole and the leaders of our land today is not really fearing God. But here was a righteous man, a preacher of righteousness, and he did fear God. And the Spirit of God moved upon him and the Lord spoke to him to build an ark to the saving of his house. 
And ever since that I had gotten saved and come back to the Lord as a backslider, in 1954, I started making preparations uh, to be saved myself and to save them if they would hear me. And uh, as I started my family, I started out trying to warn them and teach them the ways of God and my children to bring them up and to try to give them warning of the things that would jeopardize their life and cause them to be lost and go down to destruction. And I have a battle still today uh, that the devil would like to make me feel like that I didn't move the right way and didn't move with the right fear and didn't do it right because I've got loved ones, Brother Sammy, that's out in sin. And uh, my heart is burning and heavy right here this morning, Brother uh, uh, Jones. But I'll tell you, I believe that we're still to move with fear and make preparations to meet God and try to warn other men and women to flee from the wrath to come. And since we are duty-bound and since our obligations and our responsibility is that since God has called us and there's not been one doubt in my mind whatsoever that God did call us to preach the gospel. I read where Pastor Paul told us in Ephesians for us to walk worthy of the vocation wherein we've been called. And uh, we're taught in the Word of God to not bring reproach uh, to the ministry. And we're to live that kind of a life, to not bring reproach to it. And we do have our fights and our battles, but that will not dismiss us of our stewardship that we'll have to give an account to God for and our call to continue to warn uh, to instruct, to advise, and to preach the glad tidings and the good news of the kingdom of God and say there is deliverance, there is salvation, and in no other name under heaven has been given a word by that men and women can be saved but except through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and His shedded blood. Thank the Lord. <laughs> if you go with us to Ezekiel... I'll try to hurry and get just a little off of my mind. I felt like the Lord seemed like impressed on my mind and felt like we might should try to speak along these lines just for a few minutes. In the 17th verse of the book of Ezekiel here, uh, we want to speak in the third chapter, the 17th verse. And bear with us just a few moments. He said, Son of man, I've made thee a watchman under the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speak, <coughs> speaketh to warn the wicked uh, from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked... And he turned not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, I lay a stumbling block before him. He shall die because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin and his, and, and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, uh, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if I warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also thou hast delivered thy soul. Many, many times in trying to preach the gospel in pastor churches and try to preach a few revivals, brother, and try to preach to the different churches, I feel the obligation, the duty, the responsibility, and the desire in our heart to still blow the trumpet in Zion and to sound an alarm and to cry aloud and spare not and lift up our voice even in this hour and in this day. <laughs> Some do not desire the instruction and the counsel and the advice. 
But if we feel that the Lord move and impress on us to warn the wicked and to talk to them and to deal with them, and we have that burden, that concern, that desire to fulfill the will of God in our life, I believe that we must continue on to warn anyhow. We still the name sin. We're still, I thank God, to live separate from the world. I thank God and warn others to do that and live consecrated and dedicated, sanctified unto the Lord. Thank God. Ezekiel here being the prophet of God, he was like Jeremiah and Isaiah and many of the others. He was to warn the house of Israel. <clears throat> but they being a stiff-necked people and hard-hearted and rebellious people, they did not want to receive the gospel in their day and their hour. And I thought going all the way back to the beginning, Brother Johnny Don, in the Garden of Eden, over there God had gave the commandment to them to not partake of the forbidden fruit. But they did not take the warning. I want to say this morning, God has been merciful and good to me and to my family. Amen. He's been good to us. He's been long-suffering. And He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. But when we try and we pray, uh, brethren, when we preach the Word of God and they don't receive the warning... It still gives you consolation and assurance and a good feeling in your heart between you and God when you give the warning. God being such a just and merciful God, He's always give warning. Amen. To cities, to nations, to kings, to leaders. Uh, the husbands and wives and children gave them warning for them to have life and have it more abundantly. God has not left us without the instructions and the reading of the good word of God, but He's had it written down. Holy men of old, they pinned it down. Moved by the Holy Ghost, Brother Archie Jones. And it was for men like you and I to still warn men and women. I thank God. And that is what's been on my mind this morning. Sometime a given warning. And sometime even with tears. Like the Apostle Paul did. He spoke to the people in his day and he said that he ceased not. Day and night, and even renting his own place. Amen. To cry out with tears day and night for the space maybe of three and a half years. But he had a burden to warn them. Brother Peter on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, and somewhere around 38, 9, 10 through there, uh, 40 rather, uh, Brother Peter on the day of Pentecost is fully come and the power of God had fell. He began to exhort them and admonish them and warn them to flee from the wrath to come. Amen. And from this underworld generation, I believe it is still an urgency. It's a necessity. It's essential today that we still warn our friends and loved ones. It's still right to warn the righteous that they sin not. It's still right to warn other people that's established and settled and believe this good oldness way. But I still feel and I'd like to say to this uh, folks this morning, to you good people here, I thank God that we are still duty bound to warn that it's going down the downward road. We're to warn that one, thank God, it's in the prison houses. We're to warn that one down on Skid Road. God has called us today to blow out, amen, with all of our strength and the words that we can find to warn men and women today to flee the wrath to come. Seems like we're getting off to a pretty uh, slow start here. We may read just a little bit more. Ezekiel 33, verse 11. I'd like to look at that just a little bit. It's probably pretty well close. 
I believe it's pretty well the close to the same thing uh, that I've already read to you. But he said in the seventh verse, uh, he said, uh, So thou, O son of man, if I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel, therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say, I say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? This may sound more so like just a preaching to the laws. I don't know if there's any laws here this morning. But I'll tell you, it's still our obligation and our duty. But a warn men and women in this day and this hour. Uh, for us to try to keep up our prayer life. Not just only try, but to do it. We're living in a deceiving hour and the falling away is here. Deception is coming out more and more and as the years go by, looks to me like the church is having a trend to be more worldly and the world is more churchy. But let me tell you, God is still looking for this kind of people that will shoot forth the praises of God and live holy and right and example in word, in deed, in spirit, and in fruits. That's what he's expecting out of us. Glory to God. <laughs> We've taught modest dress, wholeness dress. Amen. Ever since we've been in this good way. I left this other stuff away back in uh, the late 50s. And in the early 60s, that brother Archie Jones, I was up there where there was such of a mixture. And I'm working in that part of the country, Brother Sammy, and looked like this face with everything just about it. And back in them days, the latter rain uh, was a brewing uh, pretty high. You know what the latter rain movement, it's got a little bit more modern now. They call it uh, uh, the charismatics. Uh, Amen, the praise services or whatever you want to call it. But let me tell you, I began to see what was going on and got my Bible and what little bit that I'd heard in my home church and been around and saw a brother Vernon McGrew. I began to search the scriptures and I said, this is not right, this is not right. But God had called me to preach the gospel, Brother Jones. Amen. And after a few days and a few years went by, the first two or three years or so went by, I tried to preach among them. I tried to worship with them and fellowship them. But Brother Sammy had got to the place where I saw that if you give men and women warning and you stand for the Word of God, you're not going to be locked of everybody. You're not going to be accepted by everybody. Amen. You may seek for the favor of man and to try to get their fellowship, but if we don't give men and women warning and tell them the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and say by the truth, and sell it not. Also wisdom and understanding. You reach a place where that you find out they don't like it. Amen. And you can very easily be considered as one of them old boys with a hard spirit. Hard spirit. But God told Brother Ezekiel one, He said, I'll make your face. Amen. Thank God. He said, I'll make it strong against them. Amen. You can stand that good Holy Ghost boldness when it come upon Brother Paul and Brother Peter in them days. 
It gave them power, thank God, to stand with the Holy Ghost boldness and proclaim the truth of God's good word and denounce the hidden things of dishonesty and just give them the truth. I'm not a preaching to folks this morning that don't know the simple plan of salvation's not heard it. I'm quite sure that I'm not a preaching to that group of people this morning. You already know how to be saved. You know how to repent of your sins. You know what it takes to have the blessing of God in your life. And why? But I feel like you're saying to you and I and these brethren around here, we've got to keep a warning, men and women. Amen. John the Baptist, I'm sure that he uh, was that friend to Herod. He was a friend to him and evidently he liked him. He must have even liked his spirit, Brother Sam. He thought he did. He thought he did. But it got down pretty close, Brother Johnny. Amen. God moved on Brother John the Baptist. Amen. And he came out of the wilderness preaching repentance and faith toward God. And he began to look at them as coming down to be baptized. And he said, oh, you generation of vipers. He said, who's warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He said, bring forth therefore fruit, meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourself that we have Abraham to our, children, to our father, but said God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Thank God. And now the axe is laid at the root of every tree. And he that bringeth not forth good fruit, he's hewn down. And he's cast into the fire. Bring forth some fruit. Meet fire repentance. Glory to God. Brother John the Baptist went on. And they began to ask him, what must we do to be saved? And uh, they began to, soldiers began to ask him some questions. And he said, exact no more than that which is required of you. Amen. He went to tell him, said to be content with your wages. Don't be a doing evil to no man. Amen. That means not trying to kill our neighbor, our friend. And if we have all to give them to go to them and them alone, thank God. And deal with them, thank God, to bring it before them. Is that right? Amen. He said, do evil to no man. I'm not saying not club sin. I'm not saying to not warn them. I'm not saying not to cry out against it. If you have to openly, right out before witnesses, thank God to take your stand. That don't mean that you criticize and running down. But I'll tell you to have the spirit of a holiness about us. Thank God it gives us enough Holy Ghost boldness. Thank God to go before men and women and confront them and warn them about the matter that will cause their soul to be lost and go to hell and to pick up the wrong things in life that will be detrimental to our soul. God bless you this morning. Amen. The devil's out to try to destroy He's trying to bring in customs and traditions and teachings and doctrines among the good saints of God that's causing contention and strife and envy, splits and divides. But I'm glad that there's a people of God across the country today that's praying true enough and getting a hold of God enough to pull, to labor, thank God for the cause and to preach the good word of God. Spread the good news and not just only preach it, but live it. Amen. Demonstrated and manifested. That's what God's looking for. Glory to God. John the Baptist, amen, looked over there and he saw his friend, amen, with his brother Philip's, uh, with brother Philip's wife. Amen. And just plain, simple message. You know, I like to take time right here. I guess I need to slow down a little bit or try to get my thoughts together and work on them a little bit better I hear this morning. Amen. But John the Baptist went and looked at him and he said, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother Philip's wife. Amen. It's not lawful for you to have him. Amen. I believe we could furthermore say, today and just solve some problems and people's question in their mind. Uh, thank God that covers it all. Amen. It's just not lawful for him to have the other man's wife. Amen. It's just not lawful. You can fix it any way you want to fix it. You can try to plant it and range it and rearrange it, but that's plain enough. 
I like to say in honor and respect to the ministry of the wholeness good way that I come back to or come into after I left the north and come back here. Men that told us the truth. A man that made it plain, simple, thank God, and right, and told us the very truth. That's what I love today. Let me say, let's buy the truth and sell it not. Sell it not. Also, wisdom and understanding. Just buy the truth and sell it not. Glory to God. Thank the Lord. It's not so complicated, Brother Orville. Amen. It's so hard that we don't understand. And we've got to have a big vocabulary of words and have a, a college degree all together. No, I wish I had more education. I wish I could use them. A fancy words and get my is and ain'ts and can'ts and was and what wouldn't and all that just exactly straight. And maybe I should have studied on a whole lot more, brother Nathaniel. But let me tell you, I believe John the Baptist was a plain preacher. Thank God. I believe that uh, uh, Peter, James, and John was plain fishermen men. Right. Amen. And they looked at them, just kind of looked at them. You know what kind of opinion they took of them right at first? I suppose a lot of people has looked at us this way, brother. Amen. But if we can steal away out behind the barn, we can go out to the church house or in the back room and we can pray long enough and get a hold of God and God begins to fill our mouth with the words. Thank God. Then there's not no doubt in our mind at all that they can perceive that they was maybe ignorant and unlearned men, but they had been with Jesus. Thank God. Woo! Hallelujah to God. I like the way Brother Paul went and put it and he told them that he didn't cease to give a warning day and night. But he said, after my departure, said these wolves would come in. They had them even in his day. He gave them warning. They had them in that day. I appreciate fellowship. I appreciate being among the good people of God. And I go among any place that I feel like the Lord had me to go or to try to help many women. But I don't want to take nothing else with me but the plain, simple gospel. Glory to God. I don't feel like it. I need it. I know special book, thank God, outside the Word of God in the dictionary and the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost to tell us what it means. It's simple. It's plain. It's fair. It's equal. It's just. And it's right. It's purity. His holiness. Thank God, was it? Was it Job? Hey Amen. He said, speaking about this way, he said there was a path. I may not word it just word for word, but there's a path that no foul knoweth. And said the vulture's eye he not seen. Isaiah tells us over there in about the 35th chapter that there's a way. And a way, a highway shall be there. And it shall be called the way of Pentecost. Shall be called the way of Pentecost. Amen. That's a day. That's 50th. But it said it shall be called the way of holiness. Said the unclean is not going to travel on it. Not going to go down this road. Read it. It's 35 and verse Eight on down, I believe in Isaiah. I'm glad today for the way. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's not the man-made organizations. It's not through the Pope. It's not through Mary. But it's through Jesus Christ. It's not through Mohammed or Confucianism. I thank God, but only through Jesus Christ we live. We move and I have our being. Woo! I'm glad for the good way. I'm supposed to be trying to talk about warning just for a few minutes here this morning. Warning. Glory. Glory. John said, Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath of come? But the brother said it. This other way offered more opportunities, better opportunities. I didn't come down here to try to fight any individual, and I try to be very careful on calling names, but I sure like to get the thing. Amen. And point out the difference sometimes about the thing and what it is. Amen. Some good long time back, the Lord moved on me. I just testifying, it asked us to testify, and a man wanted to testify, and uh, maybe 
Maybe even preach some. But I was going in a different direction. And the Lord said, preach about adultery. Amen. So I cut loose on it. Right, right there in the middle of the service, I cut loose on it. And brother, I'm not saying this for any special recognition, but it's a wonderful thing. Amen. If you say, God, whatever you want me to preach, if it's in Genesis, if it's in Revelations or wherever it's at, if I've got enough sense or enough knowledge or understanding about it, I think I know something about it, I'll try to preach it. And I'd like to be like Brother David when I get in that water so far over my head and I don't really know. Amen. I guess it's the best for me to not get myself so far entangled in matters that I don't know what I'm uh, uh, talking about. But I'm glad he's made it plain enough that we know right from wrong. I'm glad he's made it plain enough. Thank God that I can tell sweet from bitter and bitter from sweet. Light from darkness and darkness from light. Glory to God. Woo! Young people started getting struck on each other and some things are going on in the church. Some of the others still didn't know where they believe that people go ahead and try to act like they thought they was under some circumstances that they could get divorced and remarry again and all that. And I know the Lord put it on me that night. And I went ahead and preached it, brethren. And when I did, uh, there's a school teacher raised up in the church and said, Brother Lee said, I'm glad that you preached that. Said, I've just been thinking about it all week long. Said, wasn't there some way around that my brothers and my sisters, uh, amen, could go ahead and come and just pick up, amen, right then and there and go ahead and be all right. I didn't come down here to try to straighten you out, but I felt like it. The Lord wanted me to talk to us about if we don't give men and women warning, then their blood's going to be required at our hands. If we don't cry out, amen, Brother Paul said, if I seek to please men, he said, I then cease to be a servant of Jesus Christ. I don't suppose there's a preacher here today that don't like to feel like it. They be accepted that the folks like to hear them preach. But if it's not concerning the Word of God and according to the Word of God, I don't think we ought to like it. I don't mean that we all together dislike them. But amen, but if they're not carrying this gospel, Brother Paul said, let them be a curse. Even if it be an angel from heaven bring any other message unto you besides what I brought unto you, said, let him be a curse. And uh, we could get out here on quite a few branches. I'm supposed to be preaching about warning, but I'll tell you it's time. Amen. For us to just continue to go right on a sounding the alarm. Amen. To warn men and women to flee from the wrath to come. Preacher got up after that and he said, Well, he said, I know now why. Amen. That Brother Lee preached this tonight. Amen. Said, I know why that I didn't preach this. He said, Because the Lord wanted him to. Yeah, they've been a lot of times. I like to see the other brethren go ahead, all right. But that don't, that don't release me when I go out to preach the gospel and when I go to work for God. Amen. Yeah, Lord, you can use this other brother. He can put it over. He can get their favor and get the anointing, the Holy Ghost bonus. But Lord, it's me. But I got to stand if I don't bring. Brother Paul said it's woe unto woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. If I preach not the gospel, Amen. I don't want them woes on me. I don't want them woes on me. I want the blood not to be on my hands. Oh Lord, maybe my spirit was a little rough. Uh, maybe my attitude or my looks uh, amen was so rough until it felt like I was a madman. But I thought Brother Paul stood before the council one day. Woo! Hallelujah to God. Amen. The dignitary when said Brother Paul or Saul said thou art beside thyself. Said much learning doth make thee mad. But he said I'm not mad most noble Festus. But said I speak forth the words of truth and soberness. Glory to God. What are you going to do, Brother Paul? I'm going to keep on doing it and I'm going to give my son Timothy charge and say, Timothy, amen, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And doctrine... Well, I, I thought we was getting in an age and a stage that we're supposed to lay down our differences and just all get together. But what's it going to cost? How far are we going to go? 
Amen. What can you do? He told them it's very plain. But he told them, he said, when you go to a place, honor it, thank God, let your peace come to the house. But if they don't receive you into that city or that place, he said, shake the dust off of your feet. A testimony against them. Glory to God, you can go ahead rejoicing. But you feel like, oh, I was supposed to bring that out to this place. And I should have told them about that one over there. But I wouldn't be favored quite as much and I might not get quite as much a welcome to come back by. Just hold thy peace, in other words. But thou that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. I guess it's past time for me to sit down and not got very far with this morning. Amen. If God always give... Amen. The warning signs to Sodom and Gomorrah. He give the warning signs to Noah's day. He give the warning signs to the prophets of old and they cried out against Israel. They told them their sins and said they was going into captivity. I've shed up many a tear, Brother Archie Joan. I'm sure you have too. And every other father and mother, amen, it's got children It seemed like didn't want to buy this good way. Didn't want to go this good way. But I've been telling my own children lately. I said if you keep going that direction and you try to look for an easy way, out and you go over there where they won't name it but they just want to claim it amen I said it's not going to do you any good it'll not do you any good let me tell you today we better accept the whole truth the fears come on me lately and I've been telling about everywhere I go (coughs) men and women around wholeness and wholeness churches and camp meetings Amen. It gets sold up and puffed up and missed every time. It's something that uh, rakes them just a little bit and the Word of God finds them and they show an ugly spirit and they begin to turn back and won't accept the truth. Did you know, amen, that the Thessalonians tells us over there, amen, that God would send them strong delusions that they would believe a lie and be damned. I actually believe that we've got men and women that has left our camp meetings and our churches across the country that one time knew the truth, that one time tried to live it, but they decided it'd be an easy way and they could stay up with society, with the styles and the fashions and everything that comes by. Woo! But let me tell you, amen, men and women can go so far, but after a while... God will let you believe a lie. It should be damned. You just may want to church me here, and I don't know how many of them sees it that way, but I was really disturbed. Good long while back, a man got to preaching, and I just thought I'd listen. I'd been checking on a few more things that I couldn't go along with, and I just got this extra tape and thought I'd listen to what he had to say about it. You know, sometimes people say so-and-so this, so-and-so that, but the best way to find out just... Amen. Just go to them or find out or get a hold of what, what he said. All right. Did you did you say it? Listen. Amen. Is that, that that way it is? But uh, Amen. I don't know. It may be somebody here believing that way, but I'll tell you I don't. Hey. <laughs> amen. This man got to tell him about these fallen angels that fell from heaven. Amen. And said they came down to the daughters of men and they Amen. They wouldn't begin to raise children. These fallen angels begin to raise children from natural men. Oh. Amen. Women. Oh, I tell you what, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. And I've noticed through the years, a little by a little, one or two, or three of them little doctrines begin to circulate and a few of them little customs and, and little do's that they do and the do's that they don't. Amen. And they want to bring it in on the people of God. Let me tell you today, saints. I'll just tell you where I'm at. I'm not afraid to tell you where I'm at. Amen. If we don't give them warning and we don't stand, brethren, amen, it's going to keep it going more and more and more and more. I'm glad today for the good word of God. We've got to stand. It's a little here and a little there and step by step. Amen. Just a little bit more. And the first thing you know, when I was up in Rockford, just a young preacher and novice, brother, uh, we got to having them fellowship meetings and, and uh, there was a church uh, of the assemblies of God pulled off and, and the Swedes and the deacons of the church thought they wanted Brother Lee to come preach wholeness to them. Amen. And God been a dealing with me and I'd been a preaching wholeness, brother. Arch and I was seeing it more all the time. And God was just showing and revealing it to me. And as I began to try to move to it, they thought they wanted me for a pastor. Where? Just a novice, but they wanted me for a pastor. Let's see, God. Elders. 
<laughs> we started off doing pretty good. Oh, they had big fellowship meetings and they're supposed to rotate around. They're supposed to rotate these fellowship meetings around and they're supposed to rotate the uh, singing conventions, the singing meetings around. Big large church and the folks had split and some of them went to charismatics and some of them went other ways and there's a few of them wanted to stay there and there's a mixed up mingled mess if I could word it that way. You talk about confusion and things are going on. It, it was terrible there. But I felt like since they thought they wanted a wholeness and felt like the Lord moved on me to go out there and just preach wholeness to them. Uh, it wasn't but just a little while that I found out that they didn't want a wholeness brother. But when the singing come by and somewhere around 600 of them come to the singing. They want me to put Jezebel up. They want me to put the, the, the adultery men up uh, with their uh, quartets and with their singing and expecting me if I was going to be in that fellowship, bless the Lord, I had to cooperate. Well, all right. Had to cooperate. And uh, I couldn't cooperate. It just seemed like well. I was, had that old stubborn spirit. I guess from where they thought it said stubborn spirit. So oh, the time rolled around. Here come the deacons one day. You, I guess I'm not talking too much about my own experience, but I'm talking about warning. About warning. Here come the deacons. Swede Johnson and Swede, uh, Swede uh, I forget the other one, and the other one was an, and another elder in the church, and maybe another one come. Said Brother Lee, said we have just feel like we've got to have a move in the church. And said we're needing a revival. We're needing it bad. Said we're needing revival. And I said we just thought we'd come and talk to you and see if you didn't feel like getting Brother So-and-so over here to come and preach this a revival. And said we want to know what you thought about it. Yeah. And I told him, I said, well, I said you folks just asked me to come out here and to be your pastor and you wanted me to uh, preach to you, and you said you liked a wholeness, and I said that, that's that's why I'm here. But I said for you to uh, 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 feel like it, I need to get that man over here. I said it had to be against my will. But I said I'm just a young man, and y'all are elders. And I said I'm not no pope, amen. And I said I I am not no dictator. But I said, I just come to try to preach the gospel to you. I thank God. And I said, if that's what you want, and that's the way you want to go, I said, I, I, this is your church. You're making the payments or your place of worship, and you've asked me to come to preach to you. Glory to God. But I said, if that's what you want, I'm not going to tell you you can't have it. But I said, I'll tell you I can't get with it. I said, I can't go with it. Well, why with that broken English? He said, why, Brother Lee? He said, I said, what's the matter? He said, this man has all nine of the spiritual gifts. And said, God has got him set on fire. Hey, man, he's got the discernment, all this, a healing, a gift and all of it. He said, it's in operation. And said, we feel like he'd really bless the church. I'm taking too much time this morning, but hey, man, this... Just a few of us here. Let me just work on this a little bit more. I'm talking about warning. And uh, uh, they said, well, Brother Lee said, we're not going to run over you. And so we want to respect your, uh, your position, your place. In other words, if you will do what we want you to do and do it just the way we want you to do it, why, you'll be all right. But if you don't, why, amen, we'll try something else. But uh, <clears throat> I believe about four weeks went by or so, and here come the four back to me again. They said, Brother Lee, you told us that you wasn't going to say we couldn't get him, and we couldn't have him to come. And said you said it was up to us if that's what we wanted. It's up to us. And said we just decided we'd just go ahead and send for him to come. And I said, well, that will be up to you if you do. Amen. <laughs> I didn't tell him that I would resign immediately after, but I thought I would stay until the mess was over at least before I got to tell him. Amen. Thank the Lord. I went into the parsonage and cried like a baby. And I thought, Lord, I thought there was a few of them out here, at least a few of them that wanted to go with the wholeness. But I found out that it wasn't. I already done knew too much about the church anyhow, but I thought I'd try to help them. And he come along. He got that man with all them gifts, and here he come. He come into the service like a comedian, or put a little uh, just for show. Put one of them little jelly bean hats or whatever it was, and cocked it over on the side of his head, and got him a walking stick, and come in like a comedian uh, that evening with the, with the family. Y'all sure quiet on me this morning. Am I just beating the air? 
And uh, <clears throat> he cut loose on his thoughts. And I sat there. I watched him. I, I just watched him. And I knew that I told him before he ever got there. I said, her spirit's crossed. I said, I can't get with it. How do you know, Brother Lee? I said, I've done read enough and heard enough. I said, no, can't, can't get with it. <laughs> so about the first night they pulled and pushed around there and tried for a good long while. But the second night... They meant to put it over. They meant for it to go. And the women got to pulling their shoes off and they got to dancing hand to hand and they got to having a good time. And after a while, Deacon Johnson went and looked at me and said, Brother Lee, he said, I thought you believed in the wholeness. He said, I thought you believed in the power of God. He said, I thought you believed in the Holy Ghost. I said, I do, brother. I do, but I said, not the way these folks are manifesting it and demonstrating it. I believe the Holy Ghost will make people be calm. I believe He'll make them, amen, be common people. They'll carry a good spirit, thank God. Amen. They may be strong against, they will be strong against sin, but take care of me, humble spirit about it. I want to tell you right here, according to Romans, the first chapter is in the sixth verse or somewhere in there, and He said, spoke about according to the spirit of holiness. I, li- I like it. I like holiness. I like it. It's not lifted up. It's not proud. I thank God it's not a haughty. Amen. But it's a meek and a humble way. Thank God. Glory to God. May God bless you. I guess I've taken too much time here. It takes me so long to tell anything look like it. I need to learn how to condense it down. Somebody told me recently, uh, maybe teasing with me a little bit, but they said they had some of these, uh, was it uh, Reader's Digest with what they call how to condense it down or something. Amen. Glory to God. Had one woman to come to me one Sunday morning and pastor in a church and uh, she was one of them kind if you struck 12 o'clock and didn't dismiss him at 12 or right at 12 bless the Lord she'd show you that she had to go home at 12 and she's a good woman but she didn't show the spirit of holiness about it if it didn't dismiss it at, at 12 o'clock she didn't show the spirit of holiness about it but this one morning again brother the spirit of God got to moving and felt the spirit of the Lord moving and uh, she just got up and stomped on, went on out. She didn't stomp, but she went on out and sat down in the car and left hubby in there just to wait till I run down until the service run down, I guess. Just going just gonna to bear it on out. Well, thank the Lord for them that endure hardness as good soldiers. Thank God. Just endure hardness as a good soldier. But uh, brother, he stayed in, but sister went out, sat in the car. And uh, power of God got to moving. Folks got to praying and seeking God around the altar. Brother James... Right down there at Fort Smith, Arkansas. Thank God God got to moving. Spirit of God got to moving. Some of them got blessed. Maybe one went on through to salvation. Folks were stirred and blessed. And somewhere around one o'clock or so, she come walking back in. Amen. Walking back in that night with a better spirit, she walked up to me and smiled and said, Brother Lee, said, I thought you got the button this morning. But I'm glad the Lord did bless. I thought you got the button. I said, what? The button? Uh, what do you mean, sister? She said, hadn't you ever heard that about the button? And uh, uh, she said, so that was the woman that told the man, I reckon there to uh, take this little mint that was and stick it under his tongue or mouth. And when he started preaching, when it was dissolved, uh, amen, it was time to quit. But he reached in his pocket that morning and he got the button instead of the mint. And he just kept her going and kept her going and kept her going. That's what she told me. I learned a new lesson from that woman there. Amen. But the woman that told me that, but I learned a new lesson, a good lesson. God bless your hearts this morning. Amen. Let me tell you, finish this on out here and try to sit down and get out of your way here. It may not be so important to you. And we haven't killed no giants, don't look like, and slayed a lot of bears. Amen. But we've been in a few fights and been in a few scrapes. Amen. We've uh, fought, thank God, with the beast of heaven. It seemed like a few times. But let me tell you today, the Word of God is still right. And I want to see it prevail. It'll do, thank God, in every situation. The Word of God, it'll prevail. It will stay with the Word of God. Let me love the truth. Let me buy the truth and sell it. (laughs) So when I got ready to resign the church, after that Pretty well said and done, and the man come in with his comedian hat on and got up a, a pulling and a preaching and everything imaginable just about it was going on beside the spirit of holiness looked like. But uh, 
this man was trying to pull different kinds of ways to get the people moving. So he got a bunch of reinforcement to come up from LaSalle, Illinois, to really give him a boost that night. And this man, he took the service over and he got up and he started pulling for the tens on this side and the tens back there and the twenties over here. And he got to pulling and when they wasn't counted out, it wasn't enough and he got back up again. And I realize among us as holiness folks that a lot of people is give it to excuse for us pulling back when the power of God begins to move, but we need to get close enough to God to recognize, amen, the difference is in it. Amen, we need to recognize the difference in it. Maybe not all the time I fully detected all that I needed to, brother, but God can give some of us some discernment if we'll live close enough to God and give us some discernment. Glory. This here one of the sisters, main one, just kind of looked to in the church out there where I was, just a young man. Uh, she jumped up after a while. She got mad at the man that was taking over the, uh, the service that night and trying to take up a collection and wanting to get more money. She said, yeah, yeah. He said, thus saith the Lord, why do you mean to pull my people and pull and beg for money and try to drain my people for money? He said, yeah, thus saith the Lord. You're, you're in other words, you're not right. I can't say what all, but she was really trying to put it on. And she's rebuking that man. First place, that was out of order anyway, wasn't it? I said in the first place, she was out of order anyway. <laughs> so Brother Carlton sitting on one side and Brother Johnson on the other side. Brother Johnson already hit me. Don't you believe in the power of God? What's the matter? Can't you get with this? I said, Brother Johnson, I said, did you know that man's got clear fingernail polish on his hands? His fingers? I said, do you know he's got makeup on his face? No, Brother Lee, No. Well, I knew that Sweet Johnson had a television at home. I said, can you tell me what your daughter Gloria and him did today at home? Over at your house? I said, did they watch television? Yeah, Brother Lee said they sat on the couch and watched some television. I said, you mean to tell me that he's got the gift? So well that he can tell you when somebody's got a hurting in their right side and they got a sore up here on their shoulder and they got a bed of cramp down here and they got a tumor somewhere else and this and that and, and I'm watching that stuff and I'm feeding on that. Preach, Brother Lee. Amen. I said, Brother Carlton, I don't know. I just felt like telling this this morning. I may not be doing no preaching, but I felt like telling it. We got to give him warning. I said, Brother Carlton, I said, when y'all got in that church fuss here a good long while back and the church busted and seemingly God folks went that way and the preacher went the other way and I said, the other folks went the other way and a lot of them went with a ladder rain and some went the other way and I said, some of you stayed here. I said, Brother Carlton, I said, this woman's giving this message out over here in tongues, interpretation and rebuking this man. I said, did she ever ask forgiveness uh, uh, to you for uh, folding up her fist and, and hitting you in the stomach when the church trouble come up? Brother Carlin said, no, Brother Lee said she never did ask forgiveness. And I said, is this what you folks want? I've got myself away out on a limb and I don't know if there's a, a point of re, 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 return here this morning. Amen. But I got up right after that, after crying and praying, I, I, I called the deacons together and I told them, I said, well, I said, I have, uh, I feel like it, I've done my duty. And I've done what the Lord's asked me to do. And I said, I've tried to obey him. And I said, I'm going to leave it with you. I'm going to just leave it with you as I feel like I'm through. Amen. Well, you're just a harlot, Brother Lee. You're going to jump up and take off and run off right now? Well, if I'd had something to work with and stayed there, I felt like I'd been with him to try to fight it a while. But I was beginning to wonder where. And you get the deacons and the leaders and everybody else, amen, determined to go the other way. What, what else can you do? But you get a bunch of deacons like on this board and around here to thank God to pull for holding and stand for it. Thank God and work and labor right on. You can see what God's been doing for the camp meetings the last few years, can't you? You can see how God is blessed and moved when people get their mind together. Hey, man, I want to serve God and stay with the Word of God. Thank the Lord. I appreciate this good way. God bless you today. There's a whole lot more that I thought maybe I might just seem like this morning different thing begin to come to my mind, but all through there. John the Baptist warned him. Paul warned him. He told Timothy to warn him, and he said, if you'll do this, Paul told Brother Timothy, he said, if you give yourself to studying of the Word, and he said, and to doctrine. All right. And to doctrine. Yeah. 
He said, you will both save yourself and them that hear you. And Peter, with many other words that he exhorted and said, save yourselves from this underworld generation. We're living in a generation with their teeth so sharp. They look to me like in their spirits so hard and their mind is so haughty. But I'll tell you, we still got to proclaim it to this generation. I feel like we're fortunate, young men and women, to have a pastor, to have a preacher and evangelist. But thank God it'll come by and preach the truth to you if it hurts. Right down to the core. You better be careful about not buying the truth because God can and will send you strong delusions and you'll begin to believe a lie. She'll be damned. God bless you. There's a lot of different angles that we should have worked on. God give warnings all down through the ages to His church. Thank God. Even in the natural, we go down the road and we see warning signs, warning signs. A few nights ago, Barbara and I was coming back from a church service and I was coming off this main highway that uh, I reckon the speed limit was somewhere around 65 miles an hour and there's one of them sharp turnoffs that was supposed to go down through town. We was going to cut away, cut away and cut, uh, cut across uh, town, brother. And uh, I run off that main road and, and I, still, uh, I slowed down quite a bit, but uh, he told me that the speed limit was 35 and I was going about 47 miles an hour. And a man went and pulled me over on up the road up there. And he talked to me uh, nice and kind, but he wanted to know. And he said, man, said, you, you was going 47 miles an hour in the 30, 30 or 35 mile zone. And, and, and I, I said, well, I said, I just, he said, you come off this road up here. Yes, I just called the road. But I said, didn't, didn't realize that that's what speed limit was. In fact, I didn't even see it. But I didn't try to, I didn't try to talk my way out of it. So I didn't, didn't see it. And uh, he went and wrote me out a warning. A warning. I'll tell you, the next time I go by there, I, I believe I'll know. I believe I'll know. And he's done his duty. He warned me. So if he gives me a good in the next time, brother, amen, it'll be fair enough. God warned Israel. God warned the prophets. God warned the saints all down through the ages. Amen. You buy a tractor, you buy a car, you buy a piece of equipment, you buy something. Amen. It's danger signs on there. There's warning signs. Don't you do this. Don't you do that. If you pick up a bottle of uh, any kind of thing, if it's to kill weeds or whatever it is, you'll see the warning signs. Usually all over. There's warnings about every way we look. But today you can flag, you can wave, you can preach, you can turn right in the face. Warn them. Just a few nights ago, uh, I was called about 1 o'clock, uh, 1.30 in the morning. He said, come. Would you come now? I said, would you come now and pray with us? My son is in trouble. He's got in a fight. Got his uh, self all cut up and his eyes black, I reckon, and blue. And uh, got his uh, finger cut plumb to the bone and said, would you, would you come now? Would you come? Jumped up to pray to try to get a hold of God. Stayed there at about 4.30 in the morning. Uh, Brother Sammy trying to get him to take warning. I cried. I prayed. I'd ask God to move on him. I said, you boy is going to, is heading for trouble. I warned him. I said, if you don't get him in church, if you don't pray and get a hold of God, I said, you're headed for trouble. No, but I want my boy to be able to spin the tires. I want him to be like the rest of them up in town. I want him to do like the rest of them. Yeah, but you're headed for trouble. I'm a trying to talk about warning, but I realize I'm not doing very much. Amen. Amen. But we prayed and we cried. Beg God. He cried and he prayed. He was cut up. And they couldn't take him to the doctor's office because he's already got in some more trouble. Amen. He's afraid they'd throw him right on in jail and he'd probably be called on trial for getting in another fight. So they decided they'd just be the best to try. It's true, we'll just try prayer. Why does people want to try everything else but won't take the warning? It's going to happen. It's going to come. After we prayed, he cried. He said, I do feel better. He said, I feel like the Lord saved me. He said, I'm going to do right. I'm going to live right. I said, will you go to church with me? After a while, will you go to church? Yeah, I'll, I'll go to church with you. Amen. I got them to go one or two times, I believe, and that was pretty well there. It wasn't but just a few days back in trouble again. But before I left, I gave them special warning. I said this, amen, if you don't really pray through and hit the rock and go to a church where they teach the plan of salvation and teach holiness and they got a 
standard. If you go down here and join up with all this other stuff, I said you're not a getting nowhere. Brother Aaron, excuse me, I didn't mean to take up all this time this morning. God help but give them warning. In just a few days' time, I said, it's going to take more than just a pat on little son's hand. Amen. And bailing them out and trying to pay their way out. I said, it's going to take more than just a little band-aid. But I said, they're going to have to be born again. Repent of their sin with godly sorrow. And turn from their sin and be saved. And now they're going back before the attorney awaiting the verdict whether he's going to spend time. Uh, again, just recently tried to give counsel to another young man. He went out and got in a party a few nights ago and it come out over the headlines of the paper. Hey man, the sin that he committed looked like he's going to the prison for 20 years because he would not take warning. We still got to warn them, Brother Lafferty. We still got to warn them. God bless you. I didn't do this justice. I didn't do it justice, but God bless you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, let's warn them. Let's warn them today with love and meekness and heart. It wouldn't even be a disgrace. Amen. Pastor Shore says enough concern about it. Amen. Whatever's been a, a crime and praying to God here. 